Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. Let's Go 360 is a podcast for listeners who want to know more about what God is doing around the world, here, near, and far. This podcast is sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley, also known as CCV. One church with many locations across the greater Phoenix area, with plans to expand wherever God wants CCV to go. And as always, our show notes will have links to helpful information discussed in each podcast episode, along with a complete transcript of every episode. Check out all episodes on letsgo360.org. And be sure to check out CCV at CCV's website, ccv.church. My name is Larry Fraley. I'm your host and lead pastor of the local and global missions here at CCV. Well, not very often does one get to talk with the president, but today that's exactly what I get to do. And it's very rare to be able to call the president your good friend. And I'm honored to have my good friend with us today, Jason French. Jason is CIY's president. And for the few of you who are not familiar with CIY and what it stands for, it stands for Christ in Youth. Jason has been with CIY since 2002, when he started as the Associate Director of Conferences, before being promoted to the Director of Conferences, and then into his current role as Executive President. Jason has a bachelor's degree in biblical literature from Ozark Christian College and a master's in organizational leadership from Hargrove School. Prior to CIY, Jason was a youth minister at Central Christian Church in Carl Junction, Missouri, Eastside Christian Church in Fullerton, California, East Tulsa Christian Church, and Paramount Terrace Church, now Hillside Church, in Armadillo, Texas. He and his wife Janice has have four children, Justin, Levi, Sydney, and Silas. Their family attends the church in Orinogo near Joplin, Missouri. Jason, my friend, welcome to the show. Larry, it's good to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I thought you were going to introduce uh, President Biden there for a second. Uh, man, that was, a, that was a very warm welcome. It was a big fan of CCV and honestly, a big fan of you personally. So thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. Well, we're glad you're here for sure. And, you know, our listeners always like to know a little bit more about the lives of our guests. I wonder if you could share with us a little bit about yourself, your family, maybe some hobbies and anything interesting. Yeah. So my wife and I have been married now for 30 years. Uh, coming up, uh, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for our 30th anniversary. Uh, I think we're, we're looking at doing the, uh, it's called the N500, the loop around the uh, kind of the highlands up in Scotland. We're thinking about that right now. Uh, we've got four kids, like you mentioned. My oldest is 25. He and his wife, Emily, live up in Kansas City area. I've got a son, Levi. He and his wife, Kim, actually live in Phoenix. We were out there visiting them not too long ago. Got to attend service there at CCV. I've got a daughter that's about to graduate uh, high school this year. She'll head off to Ozark Christian College uh, to study communications and biblical justice. She's actually vying for your job someday. So just know that, Larry. She's coming after you. Uh, and then my youngest, we adopted my great nephew. And so my youngest is 11 and he is 
all things sports. So we're in travel baseball mode. Uh, personally, let's see, what do I love? Uh, you know me a little bit. I, I'm an avid fly fisherman. If I can get time on the water fly fishing, that'd be my first love. Equal to that uh, would be on a hobby level would be, uh, I love to, to hunt, to be honest with you. It's just, I don't know if that's, you know, the thing your listeners want to hear, but I, I do love it, man. I love to hunt. It's just, I, I live out in the woods in the country. And so bow hunting, uh, gun hunting for me, is just a, an avid thing. We live right on the water. So yeah. Uh, other than that, I just, I love hobbies. Like I, I, I do a lot. It's just, just did a major remodel of my home. And so doing a lot of that work myself. So yeah, that's a little bit about, about me. Yeah. Jason and, and I, and, and uh, the former president of CIY, um, Andy Hansen, uh, went uh, target shooting or, or clay trap or clay target shooting uh, a few years ago, and and um, I'm still convinced to this day that they they let me out shoot them. And well, you can shoot, man. Let's just be honest. Uh, <laughs> I was a little blown away that a guy from the uh, the metro region of Phoenix could uh, could knock clays down that quick and that accurate. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about CIY. Maybe its history, mission, vision. Yeah. So we've been around since 1968. Uh, it's, it's quite a long time. And our, our heart has never really changed. I'd say first and foremost, uh, we love the local church. I tell our team all the time here at CIY, you know, we're the bridesmaids, never the bride. And so we wake up every single day uh, looking to serve her. And the way that we serve her is we call young people and, and call this current generation uh, call them one to fall, you know, deeply in love and committed to Jesus. Uh, two is we call them to what we call kingdom work. And I could get into the details of that. You'll probably ask questions later on. But a, a little bit of a teaser is we think that that part of the gap in faith with a young person is this tension between attendance and activation. And if we can figure out how to engage a generation and activate their faith to where they're doing something, that your percentage of of one, seeing them have a, a faith that James describes, a faith with deeds, it's your percentage of keeping those kids attached to the church long-term greatly increase. Uh, and so we love raising up kingdom workers. Um, you know, when, when Paul talks about, you know, we're not a works-based organization. We know that's by, by grace. You've been saved through faith, as Paul talks about in Ephesians 2. But man, Larry, he goes right into this next verse in that. And he says, we are therefore God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work. And, and so part of we, what we think as an organization is how do we get kids to activate their faith? Um, so it's a, it's a lifelong faith. And then the next part is we do everything through the church. Um, we really don't like to elevate our brand, uh, our logo, our name. Uh, we, we want the, the hero of the story to be Jesus and his church. So that's a little bit CIY. Yeah. Well, I don't. I know there's not another youth organization like yours out there that does such an excellent job at reaching the 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 students. You have a very specific, targeted approach, and in fact, you have you have several different. I'll call them channels that you you can reach kids with. I know there's a there's a super start program. There's a mix. Uh, program, a move. Uh, tell us a little bit about those different kinds of programs. Yeah. I mean, for your, your business leaders that might be listening to this, you, you can get to that conversation of, of output versus outcome. You know, those are conversations we're all used to having. 
Um, I mean, we want our outcomes to be kids following Jesus. We want our outcomes to be kids committed to kingdom work. We want our outcomes to be, you know, their deep connection and their love for their local church. Uh, but part of the outputs that we use, what we use to accomplish that is we found that live events um, have been a fantastic way to have those conversations. Then honestly, I don't, I don't know that, that this podcast is the, the time to get into the theology of, of crowd, but when you look throughout scripture, there's, there's time and time again where people come aside, whether it's for a Passover, a Feast of Tabernacles, you know, just over and over again, you know, whether it's Jesus bringing people to the side of a sea or the Old Testament, them coming together to read or hear the word of God read, that there's something about when you gather believers and even non-believers, when you gather people together, especially with a, with a student, and I can maybe get them, not me, I, I don't mean that person, it was a wrong use of a pronoun. We can get them together, uh, maybe away from an abusive home, maybe even away from a boyfriend, a girlfriend, taking a break from gaming, whatever it's going to be, that all of a sudden in that space, God, who's been calling them day in and day out over and over again, he gets a clear shot at their heart. And, and man, we've just found that, that pulling students aside for either a weekend or maybe a four or five day event, amazing things take place in that space. Um, for us, I'd say that the method is a means to an end. By no means are we cared about events. What we really care about is calling young people to Christ, to kingdom work, and, and to love the local church. Well, I've, I noticed you have one way to do that with, a, with something called wilderness and as you know, I, we talked a little bit before the show that Mark Moore and I lead a hike every year uh, in the Holy Lands from Nazareth up to Capernaum, staying in hostels with a group of 12 men. There's a something happens on that trip. This is our fourth year uh, in every trip so far. The, the, the lives of these men have been transformed. I can't imagine what it would be like for a, a student, a high schooler, let's say, to go on this wilderness event, five days in the Rocky Mountains somewhere, discussing things that matter most in life. Um, wow. Um, is that a new? Program? Well, this it's a little bit different than, than what it might look like on our website or what might have been described to you. Actually, wilderness is really targeting the adult leader. Oh. Uh, yeah, it is. Because part of what we found is... Um, we're finding so many young pastors getting themselves into trouble that they would, you know, run themselves ragged and they would be pouring themselves into students, but never really turning aside to listen to the heart of Jesus. Um, and so what we, we said, man, we need to be preventative here and we don't want to wait until a guy gets in trouble for him to, to retreat. And so we created a space where we pull aside you know, some, some men and women who are, who are, you know, engaged in student ministry and say, you know, we don't want to overprogram this. We want to pull you aside and let you re-engage the heart of Jesus. It goes into that old adage, um, you know, first of all, I, I'm a little bit weird. I heat my whole house in hot water year round with wood. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little old school and I love it. But what I've learned in life is you never waste time when you take time to sharpen an axe. You never waste time when you take time to sharpen a chainsaw. And you never take time when you, you you never waste time when you take time to sharpen your own heart with the Father. And so wilderness really is, you know, investing in the heart of youth ministry, uh, in and turning leaders aside to meet with Jesus uh in solitude and in conversation. 
Wow, that is so wise of you, Jason. Does the CIY operate outside of the U.S.? Yeah, in fact, I just got back. We're back from Scotland just uh, just just a few days ago. So yeah, we've got a lot of work that we've invested in over the years. Um, specifically, I'll, I'll talk about one right now among the many we could talk about. Uh, one of those is Ireland. So we've got um, you know we're fully set up as. A, uh, as a charity within the Republic of Ireland and running events there. Uh, and then we just got back and we're probably going to expand our CIY Europe offices uh, to go into Scotland as well, if the Lord allows in 2023. Uh, and, and so, yeah, those are, those would be two of the areas. We've got uh, currently three staff members, one, two based in Dub- one based in Bu- Dublin and uh, two ba- uh, based in, uh, in Belfast. Wow. Okay, so now we want to hear about some success stories. Tell us about Transformed Lives. Yeah, I mean, we could tell you a few stories. It, it's kind of like you guys at CCV. When somebody asks that question, your mind races to like, you know, how many of these great ones do I have? Because uh, you could just tell we could we could write a book on them. I'll tell you some of my favorites. Uh, we do a thing where any student that comes to to one of our events will never allow a student to leave without an action plan. Uh, you know, we just desperately want kids to be activated. One of the action plans we, we did a few years ago was uh, we encourage them to invite, you know, 10 kids to move and to pay their way. Move is an event we do, a four, four to five day event for high school students. Uh, we'll typically run 40 some thousand students every summer. Um, and, and that's just we have another one for junior high, like you mentioned, called Mix. So we're running, you know, 40 some thousand uh, high school students. Coast to coast, you know, we'll, we'll run, you know, so many events. <laughs> I can't even explain to you how many we run. But across the nation, we ask kids, would you be willing to pay for 10 kids to come to move? Well, just a couple of years ago, I, I walked off stage and uh, there was this young, you know, black kid that was uh, in ministry uh, that had come to our, our event. And he walked up to me and he goes, hey, man, I want to tell you, thank you. And I was like, well, yeah, what, what, what are you saying thank you for? And he goes, several years ago, you gave a challenge uh, for for kids to to pay for another kid to come to move. And he says, and I had a kid choose me. And I met Jesus at this event. I came back and heard the call to ministry event to, at this event. And now I am in full-time ministry. And so when you go through and you, you trace the lineage of a conversation we're having Joplin about what if, and it goes all the way to me standing there talking to this young man who's now leading a group of students in the room. Those are the kind of stories we love to tell of, of seeing kids transformed. You had another another example last year uh, or no, two years ago when I was uh, in Cedarville. No, it was last year at Cedarville University. Uh, no, no, no. It was uh, doesn't matter where it was. It was in Ohio. Uh, Bowling Green is Bowling Green. I wanted to remember. And uh, one of the challenges uh, we, we gave kids in their, their quiet you know, solitude time was to really think deeply about God laying on your heart, Holy Spirit laying your heart, a message that someone in your group needed to hear. There's a kid sitting off by himself and he's literally writing in his journal at that moment. God, I don't even know if you see me. I don't even know if you even know who I am. What he didn't realize is walking across to him within, I mean, just a few seconds him writing that sentence was a kid handing him a note that just said, God sees you. God knows your name. And this kid just just basically collapsed right then into the heart of Jesus going, how in the world? And we love creating space where we encourage students not only to 
you know, to fall deep in the love of Jesus, but to figure out how they can encourage and empower one another. And uh, it was just one of those transformations. It's, it's so small. It's so simple. But it just radically changed that kid's life. I mean, we've seen everything from moments where people have been physically healed at our events. That's been crazy. Uh, you know, just seeing kids break cycles of, you know, generational cycles of divorce and addiction. I mean, we, we see so many stories coming of kids just being set free. And then for me, everywhere I go, I meet somebody, even people on your staff who say, I made the decision to go into ministry at a CLI event. And so the tens of thousands of local church pastors that are in the field today, you know, preaching in churches, on stage leading worship, you know, even at CCV, the amount of your staff that made decisions at an event. And it's not anything we did. It's what the Holy Spirit did. We just carved out space. There's so many of your own staff at CCV who made a decision at one of these events. And you multiply that all over the nation. And man, there's thousands upon thousands of, of, of men and women who today are serving the Lord domestically and internationally, who made a decision at one of these events. So, yeah, those are those are a few of the stories I love. Well, we just had our 40th year anniversary this um, past weekend. And Ashley spoke about the future of CCV rests in our youth. And one of the things that we did to, uh, to, to encourage... Uh, parents to send their kids to camp because camp is so impactful. And of course, that's what you do. And in some senses that you have these different camp like events that we rolled back the prices of our sending our kids to camp to the price. It was 40 years ago. He found the first newsletter um, of, of uh, our program of CCV. And in that program, on our very first weekend back in 1982, which I can remember, um, it, it talked about, you know, sending kids to camp and the cost was $50. Hmm. And so uh, Ashley made an appeal to our congregation to help supplement that. And we were going to roll back the price of every kid going to camp this year to $50. That's amazing. Celebration of the 40th anniversary. And so he, he, the emphasis on the importance of investing in our youth today is not like any other time in history. I mean, kids today face, I mean, they face the, the single parent households. Of course, there's this drug and alcohol abuse. They're, they're growing up way too fast. I've just noticed it in my own grandchildren, how fast these kids seem to be growing up. Uh, of course, there's violence and stress and and of course, the political stuff, materialism, uh, health issues, education inequalities, the economy is kind of crazy right now. So all of these things these kids are going through right now, they need us to come alongside them uh, so that they are firmly, their foundation is firmly in Christ. So um, any other stories? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I could tell a lot of the stories. I think the if I were talking to your your listeners, and when you think about this younger generation, something to consider, man, when you when you look at students, one is they are they really are a special group and their potential is is immense. Barna had a had a, a survey came out recently saying that this will be probably the most evangelistic generation we've seen since boomers. Uh, they're not afraid to share their faith. They're not afraid to talk about who who Jesus is in in their life. Um, but we're still running the stat, Larry. If you've seen it, that's come out lately. Is you know seventy five percent of church kids 
uh, between 18 and 29 have, have left. And, and we're trying to figure out like, how do we close that gap? How do we get more kids who come to CCV to stay connected to CCV um, years after they've graduated high school? And it really boils down to some essentials that we're trying to work on. Some of those we can't touch. That's not our, our, our part of the organization. You know, one of those is, is healthy families um, that spend time together. And I know that's a passion at CCV. And, and we hear that coming through that you guys care deeply about the family. Um, you know, but another big part of it is that we look at as, as your listeners think about, man, how do we, how do we rescue this generation? How do we, we save? Because you're right. It is. If I were to ask you and your listeners, would you want to be a high school student when you grew up or today? Well, we'd love the technology, but man, I think most of us would admit it's pretty tough today. Um, and one of the things you didn't, didn't mention in that list was even things like pornography. You know, mm-hmm. when you were, when you were a kid, Larry, and when I was a kid, you, you had to go and pursue it. These kids wake up every day with pornography pursuing them, actively mm-hmm. hunting them down. Um, you know, you think about the amount of debt and student loans and everything they've got facing them. And so we want to help create and work and partner and serve the church to say, man, let's raise that stat of, of keeping our kids engaged with gospel, keeping our kids engaged with church. And, and kind of the, the wheelhouse that we live in is is how do we serve the church and making sure that these kids have a, have a deep, deep spiritual experience that connects them with their local church, not with CIY, not with our speakers, not with our stage, not with our bands, not with, with, with our lights and none of that stuff. Connect them with a leader like you. Connect them with a leader like Dustin Tappan. Connect them with a leader like the different people you've got in your campus so that when, when they go through those crisis moments, they've got somebody to go back through. So if I could tell a story the story I would tell of, is of the 2,000 churches who bring students to our events and the volunteers who show up in those rooms with probably the 4,000 kids CCV is going to bring. It'd be the story of one small group leader who sits in a circle with 10 kids and says, tell me your story. Tell me your struggle. Tell me what's going on. Because when a kid finally gets to open up and say, I have an addiction, I'm dealing with depression, I'm struggling with mental health, I'm dealing with anxiety. And for that adult leader to say, I hear you, I know your name, and I care about you. Man, if I could tell any story, Larry, that's the story I would tell. Wow. Wow. Well, how can our listeners find out more about CIY? I mean, definitely go to CIY.com. Um, Christ in Youth is our organization. And, uh, you know, that'd be a great place to start. They're welcome to email me questions. Reach out to me. Uh, that is jason.french, J-A-Y-S-O-N dot French at C-I-Y dot com. Uh, and then honestly, you know, there's a lot of your staff at CCV who know a ton about us. You know, mm-hmm. if you were to have conversations with Mark Moore, Jordan Howerton, Dustin Tappan, yourself, I mean, there's so many people, and I'm not even mentioning all the names there, uh, you know, that just know a ton about who we are, and they can tell you all about our ministry. Right. Well, we'll be sure and include all that information in our show notes with links to CIY and along with your email address. So uh, how can we pray for you? You know, I would say a couple of things. Um, there's a lot of things I could mention, but I'll mention two. Number one, pray for us in a season. We are in a season of crazy growth. As you know, Larry, we went through COVID. We do live events. We lost 100% of what we do. And physics tells us that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And, and what we're seeing in terms of growth is unprecedented, and we have got to expand. 
the amount of events because we're turning so many people away. Uh, and so if we could add a, another tour, uh, we could reach another 8,000 kids a year, every year in perpetuity because our, our model is self-sustaining. Uh, but for us, we, we need to get to get another tour launched. The other thing, honestly, is a, is a major gap that you and I realize um, that in terms of kingdom workers, if we don't raise up about another 30,000 uh, vocational ministers in the next seven years, that we're going to have a compounding reaction that's going to be devastating for the church. Uh, and I love what you guys are doing in that residency program. Uh, I love what's happening in a lot of our colleges. Uh, but but we need to be one source among several several streams flowing in to fill this this void. Um, but organizationally, we we know that we need to raise up about ten thousand full time kingdom workers in in the next seven years. Uh, we really probably need closer to thirty thousand uh, because of the gap in the void uh, of churches who need to make hires but cannot find qualified candidates. And so you guys are helping with that. You're filling that gap in your residency programs. You're serving it. But but that would be another thing that's kind of keeping me up at night is uh, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And we need to ask the Lord of the harvest to help us all with that right now. Okay, Jason, well, we'll certainly keep those prayer requests in the forefront of our minds. So thank you for, for being with us today. You bet, Larry. Thank you. And thanks for the support that CCV has given. You guys have encouraged us, sustained us, and loved us so well. Uh, we just love your church. Um, we love your students. And we're just honored to, to consider you guys really just premier partners in, in our ministry. And so thank you so much. Well, as we wrap up today's show, we want to thank you for listening. You can follow us on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review if you like what you've heard today and want to hear more. That way, more people can hear about what God is doing around the world. Also, you can follow us on our website at www.letsgo360.org. You can also check out CCV at CCV's website, ccv.church. Thanks for joining us. And as we talk with those living out the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments, so that we might stand before the great multitudes, before the throne when the mission of God is complete. May God bless you as we go and send those here, near, and far.